it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get Mental here on The Answer San Diego, 1170 AM, 96.1 FM in North County. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is your host, Cecile Ahrens, licensed psychotherapist in San Diego, California, and the owner of Transcend Therapy, where we provide individual, couples, and family counseling. You can check us out at transcendtherapyca.com. And you may also listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, TranscendTherapyCA.com. Today, as part of our Veterans Day special, I am honored to say that we are joined by veteran Miss Angela Reedy, who will be sharing her story and her thoughts on the current state of affairs with regards to veteran and military mental health. We are going to tackle tough questions that we don't normally think about or talk about when it comes to how we observe, honor, and regard our vets and military personnel. So stick around for that. For those of you new to the show, Get Mental is where we discuss all things mental health, normalize conversations, and simplify concepts and language regarding mental health. Get Mental believes we need to create a space for mental health awareness using various forms of media. If you want to suggest future topics, have burning questions, email us at transcendtherapy at gmail.com, transcendtherapy at gmail.com, or you can also join our Facebook Get Mental group page, and you can communicate with us that way too and share your thoughts about anything. The good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, we're up for anything. (laughs) So without further ado, I would like to welcome our guest, Miss Angela Reedy. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. And I can't wait for us to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I know that you're a veteran Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your military experience? Yeah. And um, yeah, what what um, inspired you to join? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I think something that's similar, a thread that runs through all people who join the service is just wanting to help and to serve their country and just other um, kind of a humanitarian effort, you know, that there's something bigger and that we have a service or a job that we can offer. Um, I was a master at arms, which is kind of like a police officer in the Navy. Um, I did expeditionary combat where or mobile security, where you kind of set... um, entry control points, just we do simulations out in the desert or out on a ship or something where we would be as a team, about six or eight members would individually go to provide security. And um, I joined the service because I, 
<laughs> I liked the idea of traveling the world, mm-hmm. and I believe I'm. I believe that the military does offer a lot of benefits yep. to the people who serve. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, it was a no brainer. I I went in a little older, you know, at mm-hmm. 26, and most people go in right out of high school. So my perspective and what I hope to gain from it and, and how I thought I could be useful is a little bit different. So sure. Yeah. Sure. But service was at the heart. Service of it. is at the heart. Yep. Always, always. And then later um, in my professional career, I have worked at the VA here in, mm-hmm. in um, at the health You volunteer system. your services. I, understand. I do. I do. And I'm at the mental health clinic, the PTSD clinic in Mission Valley. And I also did um, an educational internship there as well and uh, have spent a lot of time with with the vets that are there. So this topic particularly, you know, just talking about veterans and how we can educate and what are some of the challenges is is dear to my heart as well. It's something you're already doing. Yes, absolutely. So how many years were you in the Navy? Just under five. Okay. Yep. I did my term and I got out. We, I had met my now spouse um, as well, and he had more time than I did. I intended on doing a career, but we also wanted children sure. and we didn't want to do a dual military. Sure. So I decided to get out and, and have, he's, he's still he's in. still in. Yep. Wow. Um, he's hitting, it'll be 20 years this year. Wow. And we went from enlisted to officer, which is an yep. LDO program. Mm-hmm. And so we have at least 24 to do. And then if you're familiar with the way the military works, he might pick up rank and we might be in for longer. So yes, we'll see. But we've had, you know, international moves, the typical lifestyle that comes with that. Yes. And for me, I've been an active duty and a veteran, children and no children. So I kind right. of have been able to see what it's like to be a military spouse moving right. and what it's like to not be a, you know, to be an active duty or not even have the children yet and still be living that lifestyle. Yes. Great point. Yeah. And being a, mil- uh, a female in the military, I know has its own unique <laughs> um, challenges. It does. It does. <laughs> um, you know, particularly I worked in a predominantly male unit being expeditionary combat. Right. There was probably... I, I had thought about this, maybe five or six females in a 60, 60 you know, person unit. unit. Wow. So that's, that's not very many, you know, um, and there, there are things, you know, we deal with, um, I was a savvy or a sexual assault victim intervention for this region as wow. well as in Italy. And so, um, sexual assault does occur very frequently, but I really know. not only in the female population, it's also quite a bit in the, the male, male as well yes. and it's just not something that's discussed and right I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of drinking there's a lot of you know where people are detached from their families there's a lot of risk country. factors there's a lot of exactly coping mm-hmm. how do we deal mm-hmm. with that how do we find some type of enjoyment and so unfortunately coupled with that you usually have some abuse of some sort and yes that does exist in the military yes so first of all thank you for your service thank you And I'm going to talk about that statement a little later because I know that can be um, some vets have mixed feelings about that. Mm -hmm. So but I personally just wanted to say that to you and your family. And as you are well aware, Veterans Day is around the corner. Mm -hmm. So first, I am curious about how you feel about Veterans Day. And do you think most Americans observe this day appropriately? Good question. Um, You know, I believe and I see this kind of trend that I would say demographically that the country is kind of split 
right? That you have what we would call this millennial era who's coming up. And um, given the current state, because we always have to look at what our current state is in the military as the United States, what are we doing? Where are we at? That right. kind of thing. Right. And so um, considering without getting into politics, they do play a role in how much people are educated about this and social media. The way the news is now is nothing like it was 40 years ago. Right. Is that for better or worse? I Just your personal my opinion. My personal opinion is for worse. In my personal opinion, mm -hmm. I think that although I love our country and I love the freedom of speech, I do think that that power is um, abused to an extent that it really polarizes or used ideas. Used inappropriate. Mm -hmm. It's a better word. Um, it polarizes ideas, and you really are able. People, um, there's a lot of propaganda that's just maybe not fully researched, but it's taken as though it's the absolute truth. truth yes. And that's kind of what our platforms allow for. Is this anonymity without accountability yes great so, point great yeah point. that happens and i think that that for somebody who who finds value in those outlets or mm -hmm. those those um resources may not be getting the full picture and i see that a lot just in my own family friends you know right even on media myself or you just kind of oh there's somebody ranting about something um but at any rate to get to your question about veterans day i think that if we look at the age population and um, Vietnam is an era that particularly is still very alive, um, World War II, Korea, just demographically, their generations are dying, you know? So um, I think that you'll find more uh, patriotism mm -hmm. in the older population right. who have a different understanding of what war was like and, um, the, 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 more the experience that sentimental yeah. maybe about it than say our current generation. I believe so. Yeah. I, that's, that's my, my personal opinion. That's my experience too, yeah. is that I think we forget what this is really about and we just end up thinking about it sometimes as another holiday. Yes. Another reason to uh, get together with family and In have barbecue. a barbecue. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we've said that, but it's true because, mm -hmm. because as a nation, we all get an extra day off of work. I mean, right. it's a federal holiday. We don't get mail, we don't get right. trash and we don't get to go to the bank. Right. So what are we going to do? You know, and while the celebratory aspect of it is, is good. Um, I don't know how many households are paying any sort of homage to why we're celebrating that. Right. Unlike Christmas or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So other than, other than those who maybe um, have a more personal connection. Right. To the service. Right. I think, you know, I, you and I are saying the same thing. Yes. That it sounds like we can all do a better job really observing this um, and like you said, paying um, homage to it yeah. in, in a more appropriate way. Yeah. Yeah. I try with my kids. I'll say, do you know why we have this holiday? Do you know why? You know, and yes. then even just starting like that, it was just opening the conversation. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's great. I think, you know, we all could, um, you know, pause and reflect on what we're teaching our kids and how we're um, enriching their lives with this information. Yeah. So I know of some vets who find Veterans Day and other military-related holidays, like, say, the 4th of July or Memorial Day, sometimes upsetting or mm -hmm. stressful. Mm -hmm. And other vets have shared with me in my practice that th these holidays can also trigger unpleasant memories and experiences for them. What are your thoughts about that? 
Yes. Um, in my experience as well, I would agree. Um, I think that we like to, as a culture, we put happy on everything. Happy Veterans Day, happy Happy Christmas, you know, or Merry Christmas, rather. Happy, happy Memorial Day. Happy, happy Memorial Day. That's exactly. so true. I never even thought about and it And so way. what are we really doing here? You know, um, I mean, Yom Kippur just passed. And I yes. think that even we just are unaware of what we're really celebrating and what it means. I had a... Um, a Jewish friend of mine who said, you don't say happy Yom Kippur because it's not, it's, it's, it's not a, a day happy of occasion. It's not a hop, happy occasion. Yeah. It's idea is really meant for, for, for someone. Observance. To, yeah, exactly. To really just sit with the uncomfortable part and yes. not try to, you know. Sugarcoat it. Exactly. And so I think with Memorial Day, that is definitely one of them. Um, because you'll hear a vet say, well, what's, what's so happy about this? Mm-hmm. Why am I supposed to be so happy? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't know of a different salutation <laughs> necessarily, right. but, um, you know, th- that is something that comes up. Fourth of July, that's a big one. Uh, firecrackers or fireworks, fireworks are very loud. And in my experience um, with a lot of veterans who have experienced combat, yes. whether that's direct combat or, um, again, having worked with a lot of Vietnam, but this this occurs now too, mm-hmm. you know, in... Um, in our current our current state with with uh, IEDs and things like that, right. but just the sound of somebody who maybe they were on a ship and they never actually fired the gun, but they always heard these things going off. Yeah, they can be trauma triggers. Absolutely, you know, and, and we, I, we forget to think about that. Yes, when it when you know here we are celebrating yes. something that we think is harmless and fun. Yeah, but for you know your neighbor neighboring yeah. vet, you don't know that that's really causing a lot of pain and uh, re-traumatization right right and that's a great point I mean well first of all how how do we know our neighbors do you know your neighbor you know that's something that's also a lot (laughs) that's That's another another conversation (laughs) (laughs) you and me Um, (laughs) but at any rate if you know that you have vets or you don't know your neighbors first of all maybe you want to get to know them and second of all if be they, sensitive be sensitive exactly um and and let them know hey i'm going to be firing some fireworks is that okay or yeah. maybe not even you're not necessarily asking for permission because there is a responsibility on the vet to be aware of their triggers as time goes right on and, and take care of their own safeguards. mental health exactly but you're just being you're considerate exactly mm-hmm. and that they and, can make an informed decision then yes. as to how to how they might want to take care of themselves right exactly and i think that when one person does that in a community it really just will spread that awareness Mm -hmm. and it'll you know it's exponential when you do that and it that is a way of honoring a veteran as well you're recognizing me yes you're saying oh you're seeing me you remembered right you remembered me in this way yes thank you yes you know great point um yeah, and then I know that uh, I have a story of a guy who the town did something the day prior and he was not prepared for it at oh. all. And it's just something that those things happen unannounced and all the time, but mm-hmm. we don't consider in, as a majority yes. um, from a from a nation standpoint Absolutely. of how that might affect someone who has been in a combat situation. Right. Yeah. I was watching a video and I don't remember the source, um, unfortunately, but it was like a, a, a video of like different sounds that you would hear. Mm-hmm. And you if you didn't know what you what it was, you would assume that it was a war zone. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the video, 
they say that this these are just like everyday sounds that you would hear from a car, a thump, a this, a that, yeah. and that these everyday sounds that you know are are um, that were unaffected by for a veteran, right? Those are all trauma triggers. Well, they are, and it was really powerful. They develop a heightened sense, mm-hmm. a heightened acuity to to pick up on that, yes. and. You know, I mentioned That's part I, of the PTSD. It is. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned I was older, you know, going into the service, but mm-hmm. a lot of members are young. They're 18. They're, I mean, depending on what time they right. went in, they were 17, right. 20. Our brains aren't developed. Yes. They're not fully developed. And so those things have a way of imprinting, yes. you know, or coding into your brain. Yes. And also, you know, if people have been deployed more than one time, mm-hmm. right, there's layers and layers of traumatization and then if there was trauma before they even entered the military like child abuse for example that puts them at even greater risk to develop um ptsd major depression substance abuse and so forth yes so there's a lot of things to consider yeah i want to talk about this thank you for your service yeah um statement um so for some vets i know that saying that to them can be a bit of a loaded experience can you help us unpack that a little bit yeah um I think that there's there's kind of two things. <clears throat> For someone such as myself, when I hear that inside personally, I am I say thank you, you're welcome, you know, because like, thank you for what? Thank you for what? Yeah, and that's exactly one of my right. best was like thank you for what? I was just doing my job. I was just right. It it does feel awkward. Mm-hmm. So today we are honoring our veterans, and I'm going to be talking about. All the things that we don't talk about in um, mainstream media about how some of the things we think are benign and harmless to say to a veteran can actually be upsetting and triggering for them. I just really want to raise awareness and increase our sensitivity and mindfulness around these um, holidays because, you know, it's important that we are really educating ourselves on what's helping them versus what's hurting them. They've served our country, they've sacrificed, and I believe that um, it is our duty to to give back to them in this way. Thank you. Okay, so I was talking about thank you for your service, and yes. so you were starting to say... Yeah, that um, for me personally, it's thank you for what. Um, however, I do know of a story of a vet who, and again, particularly Vietnam era, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we understand, which I don't think that we do, especially if you were born after 1975, you probably aren't really aware of this, Mm -hmm. um, that Vietnam veterans were not received well when they came home. I know. It's not like it was, it's not like it is now. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it was during World War II or Korea. Right. Um, It's a bit of a mixed message for them. It was. The political climate was very different and it was a war that they Americans, didn't feel supported. No. And um, they were not received well. And I have many who were be afraid to say that they were in the service. Mm-hmm. So no one came and said, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for defending me. Thank you for, you know. Your sacrifice. Your sacrifice. The things that they have been exposed to or have experienced are devastating. I know. And, um, there is a lot of mistrust and things like that. At any rate, I had a guy who said it wasn't until 2001. Okay. And he got out in the early seventies that said, someone said, thank you. 
Okay. And he cried. It just meant the world to him. Right. So I do know that for some, it means everything that they they are being recognized. Right. You know, right. especially for those who maybe have have lost life, limb, sure. friends. Yeah. However, great point. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I just want to let everybody know that we have another guest that's just joined us. He's a veteran and a Vietnam vet. His name is Rick Saldi. Hi, Rick. Are you are you here? Yes, I am. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for being here. I understand, you know, um, it was a bit of a challenge getting on the phone here, you know, with all the unplanned uh, things that came up. So thank you so much for still making it. It's an honor. Thank you. So um, Angela is here, as you know, hey, and Rick. we... <laughs> We just started talking about Veterans Day and how people, how vets really feel about Veterans Day and some of the things that um, are triggering for veterans during these federal holidays. And Angela just got done talking about how she feels about when people tell her, thank you for your service. Would you like to share your thoughts about how you feel when somebody says to you, thank you for your service? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's very important that the veterans and the military, besides that, be recognized. I mean, uh, it's an honor, and it feels good that they recognize us, finally, you know. Right. It helps and ease the pain some. Sure. Anytime they say, um, thank you for your service, I say it's it's an honor to serve this great nation. Without it, we wouldn't have the freedom. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your service. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad I can say that to you. So can you tell us a little bit about your military experience, Rick, and how long were you in there? And, um, you know, what led you to decide to serve? Okay, well, it's a long story, but... (laughs) Keep it short, short. whatever you're comfortable (laughs) with. Yes. Okay, well, I I, I was 17 years old when I went in. Um, I had to, I got in trouble with the juvenile courts. And back then, we didn't join the military. So I went into the military... 17, went to airborne training school and um, went to Fort Bragg. And then from Fort Bragg, I went to Vietnam um, I when I turned 18. So um, I was over there when I was 18 and um, a combat veteran uh, with the 82nd Airborne. Um, um, and that, Rick, that's in the Army or... Yeah, that that was the U.S. Army. Okay. And how many years were you in? I, I did three years. Okay. And um, what do you? What would you say you you enjoyed most about it? Well, I, I like the you know the com- camaraderie. Um, the brother, yeah, the brotherness of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know. I hear um, that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know, bond. Everybody has. Everybody has are six, you know, and we're trained for that. So it's embedded in us veterans. So we're going to look out for each other no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You do. That is something I would agree with that I, I can see it just in how you communicate. And, you know, I was telling Cecile, I said, um, you're a ser- you have a servant's heart. You know, you always have. You all do. What are you, you guys all, talking yeah. about? You <laughs> all do, including you, yeah. Angela. But it's what kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you're you're there, but it just maybe maybe in your case, Rick, you weren't really there necessarily by choice. But 
Um, what an interesting way that, and I'll say this because I know we can, but that God used you to kind of develop that character of you that I know is there, but um, that just sticking together and, and serving one another in that capacity is something that it's remained with you your whole life. Well, I know, I know one thing, Angela, uh, it was God that kept me alive and brought me home safely. So mm-hmm. I, I got to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I am so thankful to be alive. And that's what I, I um, help veterans a lot because it's near to my heart. Yeah. Angela, I think also because um, people don't realize the Vietnam veterans are very strong people. Mm. Oh, I yeah. Mean, we're, we were, we were um, thrown into this unjust war. Yeah. And look at us. We came out victorious. We're still alive and proud that yes. we served, and we would go back in a heartbeat. Yes. That's how, that's how devoted us Vietnam veterans are. I know. I know you That's are. why I'm <laughs> so glad you're on the show, because people need to hear this, Rick. People need to hear your story and how, you know, you're representing all vets this morning by just you know, reminding us mm-hmm. of your courage, your strength, and your resilience. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people forget about that. You know, the resilience. Really? Yeah. And still the patriotism that is still right. so yeah. strong with veterans. That amazes me. That amazes me knowing what you've been through and to hear you say, and I would do it again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, I want to reach out to gener- the young generation, you know, and grab their, their souls and, and bring them in and show them how much, the history means, mm-hmm. you know, right, the, the right. foundation of this nation is, is strong because of its warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a combat vet. I was right in the, in the thick of it. So in my blood, in my core, is that it's, it's victory, you know. Mm-hmm. We survived. We survived. Though even though I came back with H and Orange, I'm still surviving. Wow. I, I don't care, you know. Yeah. God has a hand in my life, and I know if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why you are our hero, Rick. Thank you so much for sharing well, thank you. sharing that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. We are now going to go on break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you for being with us. We will continue this conversation. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people, because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You are not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. This is Get Mental. This is your host, Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. Welcome back. You know, the other thing I wanted to find out about uh, from you and Angela is your current thoughts about the state of mental health, veteran mental health. I know there's a crisis going on. Suicide rates are up. 
even though a lot of funding and and, and you mm-hmm. know um, treatment is actually more available now than it was say 10 years ago there's that disconnect between the 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 treatment being yeah. more available but the suicide rates rising why do you think that is Angela and Rick let's start with Angela yeah thank you um, so I think that in order to really appropriately address that question it's important from from a statistical point of view to say again wh- what is the age grouping here mm-hmm. and what uh, for me I like to look at some foundational things and what their experiences were what I find do you think the people committing suicides I don't know if you know this um, are more from the the wars from the last 20 years like the Afghanistan and Iraq wars well I, is that what it seems to be I would say that there's because there's a very heavy homeless population right, and the combat experience that when we look over the last probably 50 years, you know, what happened between Vietnam and, and what's happened recently. Um, when someone is subjected to combat experience, mm-hmm. and we just talked about this, and trying to integrate back into a world that has the south, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the memories. Yes, all the, the trauma triggers. All the things how does somebody integrate back in there? Mm-hmm. What kind of, and it's a literal hell. I mean, my belief would be that the pain is so unbearable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so while you're saying that there's enough resources, there are resources. Or that there has been a, a, a major increase sure. in um, services. But do we trust the government? Right. I mean, that's a big question, right, Rick? Like, do you, do, you mentioned Agent Orange. So you think trust is at the heart of it? I think, I think that's a great point. Because I hear that from my vets. That's why they come see me. Instead I'm of, a trivest choice provider. Yeah. Instead of going through the VA. One yeah. of my vets, actually two of them have said to me, the VA is a trigger for me. Yeah. They make my PTSD worse, which yeah. is really sad. And yeah. so what are your thoughts about that, Rick? About the mental health, um, the current state of mental health? Mm. Well, you know, um, I think this, the system really failed us for sure. Mm. And um, I, I think the mental health part, you know, it, that's a rough part to, to kind of grab onto. I mean, cause most of these vets that are committing suicide, you know, they had a lot of trauma in their lives. Right. And especially when they come back, like uh, Angela was saying, trying to integrate into the, you know, into the society, right. it, it is rough. Now, if it wasn't for what I found, you know, to help me, mm-hmm. that the system helped me because of other veterans. If, you know, if mm-hmm. they can latch on to the help of their brothers or sisters, you know, they can get help because there's help out there. Oh, you can't, you can't do it alone. You need a community. Yeah. Right. Definitely. The support Definitely. of each other, one another. Definitely. And it's all about the love, you know. <laughs> yes. You know, you, you gotta Let's put just out that keep love. it real. It is all about the love, Rick. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I think people forget yeah. about that or we're, we're so um, reluctant to use that word. <laughs> you yeah, know? definitely. Love of country, yeah. love, of, love of, you know, fellow humanity. citizens. Yeah. Humanity. <laughs> it is humanity. But, I mean, who else better understands than... Uh, <laughs> than another person who's been through that experience. And we we could apply that to anything, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a woman, I've given childbirth. Sorry, Rick, but I'm pretty sure you don't know what that feels like. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same, it goes the same way. Right. I have no, Idea. I cannot even grasp, I can't. I can imagine and my imagination right. of it is so devastating that only someone who, like you said, like another vet who's been through it 
and who understands and knows what that feels like to be so young, to Mm -hmm. see the things you've seen, Mm -hmm. to do the things you've done, to reconcile with why them, not me, why, you know, why now? Why am I here still? Why am I, you know, and you said, I know. Survivor's guilt. Yeah, you, Mm -hmm. you, thank God you're still here. You're you're not done yet. You're a light, you know, that's no doubt. But those things are, uh, they're plaguing thoughts really that most of society does not have because they don't have that experience. Yeah, and you know, um, I think like we don't have to necessarily experience those things to to care and to mm-hmm. show empathy and support. You know, I think there's a lot of education mm-hmm. that um, needs to happen so that we and the younger generation, as Rick was saying, especially understand the yeah. history around all these wars and um, how vets have really um, sacrificed their life. So. Um, Do you think we're doing enough as a country, Angela and Rick, about the mental health issues facing our vets today, or can we do a better job? What do you think, Rick? We can always do a better job. (laughs) We can always do a better job. How so? They need it. Well, invest more time in programs or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Give us more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. We need to hear, and, and we need action. Yes. What about you, Angela? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I agree as far as the uh, us being able to do things better. And I am kind of of that mindset of what does that look like? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. Does it have to do with addressing the vet themselves or educating our nation? Right. You know, or all of the above. Or all of the above. Yeah, exactly. And addressing the housing crisis. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um. I. I, you know, when we look at our education system and what history class looks like now versus Mm -hmm. what it looked like, you know, I mean, I've been out of school for quite some time, but I kind of have chose to put my children in a different, um, once I heard they were going to take the Pledge of Allegiance out of public schools, I said, not for, not for my kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's such a systemic thing that I don't know the exact first way to do it. Right, right. Other than to... You know, we're in San Diego. We have a huge veteran population. We have a huge homeless veteran population. There's many resources out there, and yet there are still a lot of vets that aren't getting the help. Right, right. And yes, like our, our systemic educational system is a whole new show in and of itself. But mm-hmm. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I think there's been ways that we are, are failing our future generation yeah. by some of the things some of the decisions we're making. Yeah. But Rick, you go out to schools, right? You guys go out to schools and do. Yes. uh, We, we speak on the Vietnam war. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, try to um, let them know about the history and our backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And what we think about the the solutions and all that. And the the kids are receptive about the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, if we can get more, veterans into the schools and, and try to integrate you know more of the history yeah. of of america you know the wars you know they don't do that anymore yeah yes and that's important to to know the kids know their history mm-hmm. how this country got to this state that's a great point that's important that's a great point yes so thank you again rick and angela for being here we're going to take a short break And when we return, we're going to continue this conversation and we're going to learn more about what um, what your thoughts are about, you know, your, your family's sacrifice. 
So, and how your family may have been impacted by your service. So stick around for that. Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo tea shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy tea shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at sandiegocryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit sandiegocryotherapy.com. That's sandiegocryotherapy.com. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Um, this is your host, Cecile Aarons with Get Mental Radio. Joining us today is our two veterans, Angela Reedy and Rick Saldi. And I'm very grateful for their time and um, contribution today on a very important subject. But first of all, I just want to thank our sponsors, Ortiz Market, and now welcome as well, San Diego Cryotherapy. Welcome to the Get Mental family. Um, they've joined Ortiz Market in the fight against the mental health crisis in our country. So thank you so much, Cryo, San Diego Cryotherapy and Ortiz Market, for supporting the cause. And I just also want to say that if you mention Get Mental, Get Mental, you will receive 50% off your first treatment at San Diego Cryotherapy. That's a huge discount, guys. So mm-hmm. take advantage of it. It is amazing. I personally use it. I use their um, the, the cryotherapy and their infrared sauna, and I love how it makes me feel inside and out. So I'm not just saying that. Actually, a Marine. Oh, I forgot to, uh, I'm glad I remember this. A Marine is the, is the one who started cryotherapy in San Diego oh. because of his injuries, his combat-related injuries. Mm-hmm. He and his wife would travel to L.A. Um, two, three times a week mm-hmm. for cryotherapy mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be on all these pain meds. Mm-hmm. And that cold therapy was really helping with his inflammation. And so he decided to open the very first Sandi- uh, cryotherapy in San Diego. Uh-huh. And now there's a, a lot of them, but this is the f- original cryotherapy mm-hmm. um, clinic in San Diego. Cool. So there you go, guys. What <laughs> an appropriate story to tell on this show. So, okay. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is you know, the, 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 the service of the families who have served, mm-hmm. I think they're often the forgotten heroes and heroines. So what do you think about that, Angela and Rick? Do you feel like your family has been impacted by your military life? Let's start with Rick. Oh, definitely. I mean, 
you know, how can I not be um, being a, a Vietnam veteran? Right. Can you tell our listeners what your family has also been through? Because I think people need to hear that. Well, um, they didn't know how to deal with um, the trauma I've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, the nightmares, um, startle reactions. Right. Anger, anger feelings, um, triggers, always flipping off. Yeah. So, um, it's it's hard on the family, too. Right. And um, I, I was glad that my wife took a part of um, some of the counseling for her. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so important for family members to get their support. And she, yeah. And that played a big part in my healing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I can imagine that, um, like you said, having it be a part of your healing is that, I mean, unintentionally the outbursts or the things, you know, because when that stuff happens, you kind of have a tendency to isolate, right? And yeah. um, and when you isolate and there's people around you that that really they don't understand, they, they're, they're not there with you in that moment, they, they're um, not experiencing it, then it's almost as though you're isolating from them and they want to be a source of comfort. Our families want to be a source of comfort to us. And when they're not able to give that, then... Um, like you said, it was part of your healing for your wife and, and some people's children to go through that as well so they can really understand that it's not a, a lack of compassion or care on their part. Right. It's it, it's really, dis, it's not connected at all. Right. How do you love someone through that right. as a family member? You How, can't do it without support. Right, exactly. So that was really nice that you'd said that it was healing for you too. Um, I know that... For you. Well, for me, absolutely. My, um, it's a very different context or mm-hmm. our experiences, mine and mm-hmm. Rick are very different. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, having been active duty and then now on the spousal side of an active duty and what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, it's extremely difficult. And I find myself in positions similar that I don't think anyone really understands unless you've been through it. Right. You know, and that's really just kind of what it comes to. So that camaraderie that Rick was talking about, it extends through the spouses or the family or children Mm -hmm. who children will identify with other children Mm -hmm. who are in the military because they know what it's like to have to pack up and move every two Mm -hmm. or three years Mm -hmm. and go to a new school. Mm -hmm. And your unit is really all that you have, your very immediate family. Right. Um, And, you know, we unfortunately develop unhealthy, you know, we develop coping strategies, unhealthy, some healthy, healthy, you know, Mm -hmm. you do Um, your best, you do your best to survive that. Yeah. Yeah, To get through that. There's a lot of resiliency with military families too. Yeah. And children of military. It's kind of parents. Yeah. Something happens, you're overseas or I don't know, Rick. I mean, you had letters back then, right? No, I'm just, (laughs) there wasn't this social media. I'm going to send you an email as there is now. Right. Or the social media. I imagine it was harder. It, yeah, staying yeah, well, connected with your loved ones. I didn't have any support over there, so you know, right? Um, it was, was isolating. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's, it's rough. It's rough for all, all everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For everybody, that's what I say too. I think in the examples of war or combat or you know just soldiers in general, we're not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. War and combat has been going on. It's as ancient as yep. 
you know, humanity. And there's itself. always a price to pay, mm-hmm. you know, and you guys are, do- are doing that for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And it really just, um, it touches me, but it also makes me very sad at the same mm-hmm. time because of, you know, the, the cost to one human, to a soldier. Yeah. Right. Not, not to mention all the casualties of war. It's just, it's just, you know, it's a necessary evil. Mm. But nobody really wins at the end if no. you think about it. Yeah. Right? Like there's... Never. Yeah. On either side. Mm-hmm. On either side. Right. We talk about That's that. That's what it's I mean. Like, like we gain our freedom, but someone's paying the price for that as right. well. On right. Both. It's mm-hmm. not free. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Somebody suffers. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And the families. I just really wanted to honor the families because like I said, mm-hmm. you know, they're often the, the invisible yeah. uh, heroes and heroines. And a lot of times can... Even, I don't know if this is your experience, Rick, but um, I have a couple of wives who actually go through PTSD themselves, Mm -hmm. um, some that were wives of prisoners of war, of POWs. Right. When when they found out that their family members were, you know, taken prisoner, or even now you get the call that my my husband just lost their legs and they're in Afghanistan and I can't get to them. That's, that's a great point. That's traumatizing for the spouse yes. and the family. Yes. Thank you so much for mentioning that because PTSD isn't just um, unique to the person who served. Yep. Oftentimes there are what we call little T's, little traumas, mm-hmm. or sometimes big traumas that impact the family who didn't serve in that directly. Yeah. So grief and loss, a it lot is. of grief and loss. Yeah. So um, what do you value most about having served Angela and Rick? Let's start with you, Rick. Um, just, just the honor to, to, to serve this nation. You know, I feel proud that um, I stepped up to the plate and um, been a true American all the way. Yes. And I'll be, I'll be that person till the day I die. You know, I love this country with all my heart and soul. It's so beautiful. And when it comes, when it comes to that flag, when it comes to that red, white, and blue, mm-hmm. you know, I... I'm going to be buried with that on top of me. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud all the way. Yeah. I love the USA. You know? I know. <laughs> and I know you're not in the room here with me, but I feel, I feel that sentiment from across the way. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And I know you speak for thousands, if not millions of veterans. What about you, Angela? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I've said this earlier, but for me coming serving at a different time and a different, you know, hit period in history. Um, for me, it's not a, it's not a uh, coincidence that I ended up getting to know Rick, right. Mm-hmm. Or that I ended up getting to, to, uh, to be part of this and to be let in a little bit. And so my, one of my biggest joys about my service mm-hmm. is what I get to do with it now. Right. And I think and you're still serving, by the way. People don't know how much um, service y- you do. On, she's doing a know. great job. She's doing a hell of a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Yeah, she's she's wonderful, amazing servant. Yeah, um, so, yeah, um, so to answer that, yeah, it's more for me. I get more joy out of it now. Yes. Getting to be part of this supporting that I didn't even know existed. And right. that's it. I didn't even know. I was so ignorant to these experiences and, you know, I'm just 
I'm blown away right. and just in awe, just to sit in the presence. And that's really true to sit yes. in the presence and just listen or just have an opportunity to have any insight of what that might've been like. Right. I, it's, it's a joy for me. It's an honor for me. Um, what about any words of advice, Rick and Angela, to our young men and women who are serving or thinking about serving? What would you like to say to them, Rick? Well, you know, the ones that are, are going to serve, you know, um, be strong and know that you're uh, doing something heroic for our country. And the ones that are serving now, look up, you know, y- y- you'll be home soon. Mm-hmm. And um, keep safe over there. And this veteran is uh, praying for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that one of the things that came to mind as you were saying that, Rick, is that we um, often will maybe mitigate someone's service now because it's not the war that we fought in, this kind of mentality. I don't hear that from you at all, Rick, but I do know that that exists. And I do know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yes. That from some of the younger vets that end up coming back, if they weren't exposed to the same, they almost negate their experience to mean to be meaningless. And mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because if we weren't there, if there weren't still people mm-hmm. in the service going, regardless of right. what the experience was, right. it, you know, um, right. that it's still just as meaningful, just as honorable, just as necessary. Right. I think it, that's a, thank you so much yeah. for saying that. Because so some of them don't value their service no. when they compare it to say somebody who is in direct combat. Yeah, my advice to people who want to go in now is um, get a job and work a little bit first. (laughs) (laughs) Go in a little bit more experienced. That's my advice. Why is that? Why is that? And this was just because I went in at 26, right? right? So I got to see the 17, 18 year olds who didn't know how to fold their underwear or didn't know how to. (laughs) So they're so much more impressionable. And I've said this before that your minds aren't developed. So, so when you do start so a little bit of maturity a and life experiences can help set you up for success. I believe. Yes. That's my okay. belief. So that that's my sense. recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So agree. you agree, do you, do you agree, Rick? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so right now I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of, uh, some interesting facts I found in my research with regards to veterans day. Um, and veterans in general. So you you guys might find this interesting. 18.2 million living veterans served during at least one war as of 2018. 9% of veterans are women. 7 million veterans served during the Vietnam War. Mm. That's that's you, Rick. Mm -hmm. 7 million veterans served during the Persian Gulf War. Mm Mm-hmm. Of the 16 million Americans who served during World War II, about 496,777, so, you know, roughly 496,000 vets were still alive as of 2018. But that's of, out of mm-hmm. the 16 million. Yeah. That's staggering. Yeah. Um, Connecticut was home to the highest percentage of World War II veterans. In 2018, as of 2018, at 7.1%. I thought that was really interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, Two million veterans served during the Korean War. And this is something I want to test you both. 
What do you think the top three states are with the highest percentage of veterans? This was in 2017 at least, but it really surprised me. Top three states with the highest percentage of veterans. I'd say Cat 1, California. Nope. I'm going to say Texas. Nope. Florida. Nope. Georgia. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's really shocking. Alaska, Maine, and Montana. They know where it's at. And you never hear about anything going wrong in those places, do you? Any insight <laughs> on to why that is? I asked my husband last night. He goes, it's probably because it's away from all these people. Yeah, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Right. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo T shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy T shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contour. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. That's SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. Welcome back, everybody. So some of the things that, what are some of the things people can do to honor and observe Veterans Day? One of the things I, I found is um, flying a flag. I mm. thought that was really, really sweet. Like, I thought, what a great idea. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I was doing some research on like the do's and don'ts. So one of, those are one of the things that stood out to me. Fly a flag. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any ideas on how people can appropriately sur uh, observe Veterans Day, Rick? Other um, than just, having a barbecue, just, you know, just just notice if you see a veteran with a hat or anything, you know, thank him for his service. You know, that's very important to him. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, recognize him. Great for Veterans Day. Yeah, Angela, that's uh, my biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That it's, and I mean, in my experience, you 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 know, say it loud and wear it proud. You know that it's not there something you that you're putting under a rock. It's in front of your face if you just open your eyes. Right. You know, and right. all it takes is just a simple, you know, acknowledgement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I love the flag mm -hmm. idea, and we just bought a house in January, and and you know what? We need to make sure we have a flag. I have a flag standing. right outside my yep. house. I, when you said that, I could just imagine the image of going down a street or driving down a street where there's flags everywhere. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So a lot of this um, stuff I found is on military.com, by the way, mm -hmm. guys. There's a lot of information mm -hmm. there that's really helpful. So one of the things they suggest is show up, attend a Veterans Day event. Yep. 
um, donate, fly a flag, and ask someone about their service. Show interest in who they are, what, why they served, where, you know, what branch of the military did they serve at, and just having kind of a, a real conversation about it with vets who are, are open to that conversation because some vets actually don't want to share or talk about that, and mm-hmm. you have to respect that boundary too. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. Would you agree with all of those? Are those great ideas, Rick? Yeah, I think they're great. Yeah. Great ideas, definitely. So one of the big don'ts that I read about is, I already knew this, but I'm glad that it was actually in the literature, mm-hmm. is do not ask a vet active or active duty if they have hurt or killed anyone. Right. Right. It's amazing how sometimes people still get asked that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's one of the big no-nos. What was that? I still get asked that. You do? I still get asked that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to them? I just don't say anything. I just walk away. <laughs> right. I don't need to say anything. I know. Absolutely not. Yeah. But please, guys, if you're listening to this, do not, do not ask that question. Yeah. You don't know that what kind of. Number one, you, one answer to, to not, to ask. Definitely. Right. Because right. you don't know what kind of impact that question is going to have, going to have on that person. You know, yeah. you, you, you're, you might be going, going along with your day as if nothing happened, but for that vet or that service um, member, you don't know what they, that may have done to them. So, right. yes. Definitely. So there you have it, everybody. That is our show for today. Thank you again, Angela Reedy and Rick Salty, for joining this conversation from the bottom of my heart on behalf of Get Mental Radio and Transcend Therapy. I sincerely thank you for your service and I hope that you guys have a safe and wonderful Veterans Day and to all of you guys who are listening I hope this inspires you to be more mindful um, in your celebration and observance of Veterans Day and all military related federal holidays Mm -hmm. so thank you guys for being here and like I always say be well and be gentle and until next time this is Cecile Aarons bye for now Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. Though I